going, Yamitators? Episode 301 of You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. Um, let's see. What's happened this past week? Kind of a lot. Um, so, I was lightly uh, broken up with... And I say lightly because going into um, dating this awesome person who I've been seeing, um, uh, she knew that I was polyamorous, and she was like, "You're really, uh, you're really poly," and I was like, "Yeah," and she was like, "All right." That's cool, but on a, I think on a deep level, it was, it was a little bothersome, and the thought was, why can't just be monogamous with us together, and, and well... You know, this is, it's the, it's what I've, it's how I've felt for a really long time. And a lot of people equate it to like, oh, so you're just going to try and date as many people as you can, whenever you can, wherever you can. And it's like, no, it's more like. Love is bigger than any of us, and and uh, I want as many people to experience love with as many people as they or I want, and um, and if that means dating multiple people and that's what that means and if it means dating someone and and then they want to date maybe someone else and I want to date maybe someone else then that's fine too it's it's kind of an absence of jealousy and that's one thing that I think is really beautiful about it is, is that uh it's it's more like letting more love in rather than shutting um more shutting um more opportunities for love out i don't know i i did i did that episode a while ago called monogamy is silly Maybe that was a blog post. I think it was an episode. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's, uh, so it's, you know, up in the air, but for the most part, I think that we won't really be seeing each other that much. And it's a bummer because she's awesome and sexy and smart and um she plays D&D &D. 
Which is like, I mean, when we started seeing each other, it was a roll of the dice. And, um, we did roll dice the first time we, um, had a date. There was an actual D20 involved. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's different from last week. Um, if you're out there listening and you hear this, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see you again and hang out again and I'm available if and when that time comes. Um, speaking of well let's see Um, another thing that happened is I had my meeting with social security disability and they In so many words, they uh, told me I was probably going to get denied. Asked if I wanted to go through with it anyway. I said yes. And what was the reason I was probably going to be denied? Because I'm making too much money at my job. And, well, I hadn't even gotten paid when I went into that meeting. I had had uh, like a single day's pay or whatever it was, but um, I I just now got paid um, today, the day I'm, well, I guess the day before I'm recording this, and it, it goes just... My, like, if I get paid this much this time and then the same amount next time, the pay amount is just above the maximum allotted pay to still get paid working and get Social Security benefits. And so I got a letter in the mail today and I, the meeting was like a few days ago I got a letter a letter in the mail today that was like hey listen motherfucker you've been denied and I'm like oh shit but I have six, 60 days to appeal so I'm going to try and appeal and then if I get denied again, I'm going to appeal again and say, no, listen, I'm actually sick. Here's what I've got. Here's what I've been dealing with. And I've been able to hold on to this job I have by the skin of my teeth. And I'm like crumbling under my own weight every day. And uh, So yeah, I've been 
working on that. Um, still haven't gotten the letter back from them trying to deliver it to the place where I got my used car, which now no longer exists. So the letter I'm getting back is going to say, yep, we tried to deliver this, and this place doesn't exist anymore. And then that will be proof enough to be able to sign the title over to the garage that's holding onto my car so that I can say, all right, now it's yours, like, do with it what you will, but please can I have my stuff back. And they're going to ask, they're, I'm pretty sure they're going to ask for the ch original charge of parts and labor, which is around $800, and it fucking sucks because it's probably going to just drain my first uh, two checks. And hopefully I'll be able to go out there and physically grab all my stuff that I left behind and then bring it back here. Which, it's not even that much stuff um, in a physical space aspect. It's more... It's pretty contained and um, fucking wish I would have grabbed it all out of there when I originally dropped the car off because, but I thought it was, wasn't going to be a big deal because uncle and auntie were going to take care of this issue for me and, and so then uncle was taking care of everything and was like, don't, don't call him about the car, call me. And I didn't authorize that. And then they started working on the car. Because uncle was like, yeah, do that. And then we'll pay for it. And then uncle and auntie quickly backed out of that. And they were like, this is Doug's problem. He needs to deal with it. This is not our problem. And like, part of the thing that sucks about that is... Uh, well, obviously that I didn't have any say in what was going on behind closed phone doors. And then this garage was like, well, why did you even authorize it? And I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't authorize this. Like, I didn't give him permission to step in and be the arbiter of my car. The carpenter. Um, so I'm still dealing with that headache. Um, yeah, man. Social Security. Fucking fuck off with that. You're making too much money, so obviously you're okay. It's like, what an assumption. What a stupid... Um, slight on people who are trying to make their lives work doing the best they can and still are sick and to just disregard it 
completely from money I've been making is bullshit. Because I've barely been making money. And so now I have to go in and go, yeah, even though I'm making this much money, I'm still fucking sick as hell and I need financial help. So work has been, I mean, it's been going, it's been going okay, I, I've been put on cash register for the most part recently, which is good, because much more physical labor, and I'm going to fall apart under the weight of my own two legs. Also, I'm slipping around a lot. Like, the floor is often kind of slippery. And the fact that I'm walking around with a cane is very troublesome and very cumbersome. And, uh... Yeah, so hopefully I'll be able to get my stuff back from within my car. <sighs> I wish I could just drive that thing here and then then I'd have a car again. What if I what if I call the garage and say Hey, I know you think it's not worth it to fix this thing, but it's worth it to me. It's sentimental value, and I'll pay what it's worth, but I guess I'll just have to make payments, but give me my fucking car back with my stuff in it, then I'll have my own vehicle again. Instead of trying to think of getting a, a new used car and going through all the headache again of having a car payment and having insurance payment and paying for gas and that's one thing that I'm not looking forward to of having a car again is paying for gas paying for tune-ups and like repairs but also having a monthly car insurance payment car insurance is such bullshit Like, not the aspect where you're, you're all taken care of if you've been paying monthly and it takes care of your shit, but the fact where even if you're driving extremely well and carefully and you don't get tickets and you don't get pulled over, then even then you still have to pay monthly for insurance. It's just in case, but how about everyone who's paying for getting a ticket or getting whatever the fuck? How about that money? All, all of the monthly goes towards people who are driving extremely safe and cautiously. It'd be a better reward.
free insurance until you fuck up. When you fuck up, you're going to start having to pay. Yeah, okay. Oh, something else that happened. Wednesday night, I did the open mic at Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake City. And I think I did pretty well. Got some good laughs on each of my jokes. One of my jokes wasn't even a joke. I just stopped and was like, um, I need to ride home. <laughs> and everyone laughed pretty hard at that. I was like, that's just real. And, um, one of the comics who went up, um, approached me after the show and was like, hey, do you really need a ride? Because I'm going that way. And I was like, fuck yeah. And so, because I came up to Salt Lake on the train, but then by the time the show was over, I don't know if the train was running anymore. So it would have just been like, well, uh, guess I'll try and find a way back. So it's a good thing I put it out there on stage. I was like, I need a ride home. <laughs> Live with my parents. So what's your plan? What's your... And she was like barely asking, but also it felt like she was really, really ready for me to go again. And she's like, I've been crying and I'm sorry that I hide from you sometimes and leave the house because I don't know what to talk to you about. Because the small talk can't be about the church. I'm like, you can... You can small talk me church stuff. But if my reaction is, uh-huh, alright. Then that's my reaction. And just because I'm not interested in church stuff at all doesn't mean you can't talk to me about it. I don't know, man. She's like, this is our house. This is my house. And I don't know if I'm comfortable having you turn your room into a game room. I'm like, what? I can't play occasional video games in here? What the fuck kind of prison is this? Like, I, I, I've played maybe three games of Rocket League since I've been here. It's been a month. And I set up my VR cameras. And she saw them and she was like, what is this? Oh no. And I'm like... 
What the fuck? Just ask me. <laughs> Just, I'll show you what cool things I've been doing in VR. And just, like, playing games and making shit. Like, things that I can make money off of at a certain point. And the ignorance turns to fear and hate and anger so quickly. And then it's just misdirected anger and fear at, out of pure ignorance for gaming. And because she doesn't like playing games, because she was traumatized by her uh, older siblings growing up, She's, like, gonna encroach that entire trauma onto anyone who lives under her roof. Or even if people want to play games with her. Like, I thought of a really fun idea with me and my mom and dad and my sisters and brothers-in-law playing D&D, &D, like a family game of D&D, &D, where the grandkids would be there, and my mom wouldn't even have to participate, but she would be really good at D&D, &D. and she's like, I don't like games, and it's like, you can't just say you don't like games, it's like saying you don't like entertainment. <laughs> Or, I don't like music. It's like, what? It, what? All of it? 100% of all of it? Open your heart. <laughs> open your heart and open your mind to play D&D &D for a really good time. But, jeez. So, I am still looking for a way out of here, but in the meantime, I'm just working, and then the days that I'm not working, hopefully I'm finding a way to relax and chill, and, and um, I, uh, I don't know, man. I worked today, and I work tomorrow and the next day. And I don't work Sunday because it's closed on Sundays, but I've been working hard lately. This last month has been kind of a blur, partially because... I met someone and we started seeing each other and like we would plan on different times and days where we could hang out and and then I've been doing stand up again which is awesome like the last couple of weeks have been cool and uh and I've been working the burger job.
which isn't that great a job because um, of the money and the physical strain that's on my body most of the time. But I'd say 98 to 99% of the people who work there are chill as hell and um, really nice and and it makes the work day go by a little easier. Because if you're working a job that you're having trouble at and you don't like the people you're working with, oh shit, that's tough. But because most of the people I work with are pretty damn cool, time goes by. Time floats on. Um, let's see. I had I had the opportunity to sneak into Joker on Wednesday before the show. And I just I just thought, nah. I don't I mean, if I see it at all it'll be probably streaming or I don't know. close to the end of this episode. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Um, maybe I'll call it Open Your Heart. Or Open Your Hearts. Nah, singular. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Drop my microphone. Um, shoot, forgot what I was going to say. Well, I'm really tired, so that's another reason I'm going to end the episode. And it's 2.15 a.m. on Friday, the day that this will be released. And um, please rate five stars this podcast in whatever app you're listening to it on and review it. And... Uh, Yeah, this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp, and I remembered the thing, but forgot exactly what it was. Okay, later.